0: Welcome to War in the Spirit, your resource for spiritual breakthrough and warfare, empowering you as believers to tap into your authority using the tools provided by God to bring about supernatural shifts. Welcome back to War in the Spirit podcast. This is Faith Cawthon Green and you are listening to season number three, episode number three, entitled Supernatural Provision. Today, I'm going to really stretch your faith and challenge you to take a different perspective. You know, because when people talk about provision and ask God for it, they often sell themselves short by asking God to pay a bill or fulfill a simple need however did you know that those are things that we need not even really ask God for their basic necessities that he's already resolved to provide for us as a father so when you think about a parent right a child doesn't normally have to come home and ask for dinner or lunch ask their parents if they're going to feed them or ask their parents if they're going to put a roof over their head it's understood there's an expectation as a son or daughter to that parent that that parent is going to provide what they need and the same holds true with us and God basic necessities of life are given to us freely to those who are his children who operate as sons and daughters of the kingdom you should have an expectation that god will provide your basic needs it is that which is beyond your basic needs that constitutes the principles that we're going to teach today about supernatural provision so let me help you with this let's start with let's start at luke 12 verse 22 Through 30, it says, Then Jesus said to his disciples, Therefore I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat, or about your body, what you will wear, for life is more than food and the body more than clothes. Consider the ravens, they do not sow or reap, they have no storeroom or barn, yet God feeds them. And how much more valuable. You are then birds. Who of you by worrying can add a single hour to your life? Since you cannot do this very little thing, why do you worry about the rest? Consider how the wildflowers grow. They do not labor or spin. Yet I tell you, not even Solomon in all his splendor was dressed like one of these. If that is how God clothes the grass of the field, which is here today, And tomorrow is thrown into the fire. How much more will he clothe you? You of little faith. Do not set your heart on what you will eat or drink. Do not worry about it. For the pagan world runs after such things. And your father knows that you need them. So here it is. God is saying, I provide for the ravens. Everything in this earth is already provided for. Do you not recognize that you are more valuable than the things of this world? And so we have got to recalibrate our minds to understand that God has already set aside what we need. He has already made a decision to provide for us when he adopted us as his children. When he created us to be his children, he already knew we would need to eat. He already knew we would need a place to live. He already knew we would need clothes. Those are things that we don't need to worry about. But you know what we spend most of our time doing? Worrying about those things. God, how am I going to pay this bill? God, where are we going to get grocery money? God, how are we going to put gas in the car? And God is just waiting on you to implement the expectation of a son or daughter to expect that he's going to provide that for you and then to trust him to do that because it's then and only then when you stop focusing on the basic necessities that you can receive the overflow and the abundance that God wants to give you, the prosperity that God wants to give you. But you see, we're so busy being caught up in our day-to-day trying to figure out how in the world food is gonna be put on the table that we're missing the more, Of what God wants to give us. We're missing the purpose on our lives. We're missing the road to prosperity. Because we're so busy examining paycheck to paycheck. Trying to figure out how we're going to make ends meet. And God is just waiting on you to decide. To come bring that mindset to an end. You see as we believe God to be our father, our ultimate provider, we remove the middleman mindset. We walk in expectation that he will provide. However, we're too busy looking to the middleman to provide for us. Your boss, the payroll department, your biological parents, or even yourself. And then, think about uncle sam we're looking to the government to provide for us now y'all know how you get when it gets around tax return time you looking for your tax return because you like man i need some money I want an overflow. I want an abundance. I want to take this vacation. My kids need some school clothes. I need a little something to store up for a rainy day. But your heavenly father is saying, if you will only look to me, I will supply for you. Everyone is scrambling to create some type of surplus. So for the moment, they can have some savings and not be living paycheck to paycheck. But God is saying, I've already put your surplus aside. Philippians 4.19 says, but my God shall supply all your need according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. He shall supply all your need according to his riches in glory. That means he will supply for you based on his supply. The resource of heaven is limitless. You can receive that inheritance. When you begin to recognize yourself as son and daughter and place an expectation on God to provide your basic necessities so that you can focus on what the more looks like. What does your exceedingly abundantly beyond all that you can ever ask or think look like and how do you attain it? And so often, you know, We get in this mindset and we're like, man, I just want more, God. But why do you want more? What is your motive for asking for more? Because the thing about God is when you pray to him for a thing, you need to also be praying his will. The word says that. And oftentimes God is checking our motives to receive something according to his will, not according to our will. So there might be an abundance for your life, but what is God's will for that abundance? Meaning, what is it that God wants to use it for? Meaning, what is it that he wants you to do with that abundance? So Luke, same chapter, Luke 12 verses 15 through 21 says, Then he said to them, watch out, be on your guard against all kinds of greed. Life does not consist in an abundance of possessions. And he told them this parable. The ground of a certain rich man yielded an abundant harvest. He thought to himself, what shall I do? I have no place to store my crops. Then he said, this is what I'll do. I will tear down my barns and build bigger ones. But it's not rich toward God. So you've been asking and you've been praying for an abundance, for an increase, for an overflow. Oftentimes we're praying for that in the area of finances. We've been asking for new houses. We've been asking for new vehicles. We've been asking for promotion on our jobs, right? But why are you asking for that? And what is it that you're willing to do with the abundance that God blesses you with? What is the desire of your heart? Will you? Use it to take life easy, eat, drink, and be merry? Or will you use it to be rich toward God? Will you use it for the things of God? You see, because when God gives us an abundance, it's not just for us. It's supposed to become a storehouse for the kingdom. So we have to be able to not only receive the abundance, but also to release the abundance. There's a level of surrender that comes along with it. We must be able to surrender that thing to God and allow God to do what he wants to do with it not it's not about what we want to do with it yes God wants to bless us yes God wants us to walk in prosperity yes God wants to give us an abundance but our primary purpose in this world is to advance the kingdom of God and so everything that God places in your life also serves that purpose it does not just serve your purpose it serves God's purpose so before you go the next time in prayer to ask God for financial abundance for increase for material possessions check your heart check your motives and ask yourself now why am I really asking God for this thing what is it that I'm prepared to do with what I'm asking him to bless me with I'll give you a prime example and this is going to usher us into the conversation about how we release supernatural provision it's all about the posture of your heart okay so philippians 4 15 through 20 says moreover as you philippians know in the early days of your acquaintance with the gospel when i set out for macedonia not one church shared with me in the matter of giving and receiving except you only for even when i was in thessalonica you sent me aid more than once when i was in need not that i desire your gifts what i desire is that more be credited to your account and i'm sorry that was verse philippians 4 15 through 17 so here he's telling the philippians no one shared with me except you. No one sewed into me except you. No one gave to me except you. Not that I needed your gifts or that I even desired them. But what I desired was that more be credited to your account. So part of the way that we release supernatural provision is by sewing. The law of sowing and reaping is a major way to release supernatural provision. 2 Corinthians chapter 9 verses 6 through 10 says, Remember this, whoever sows sparingly will also reap sparingly. And whoever sows generously will also reap generously. Each of you should give what you have decided in your heart to give, not reluctantly or under compulsion for God loves a cheerful giver and God is able to bless you abundantly so that in all things at all times having all that you need you will abound in every good work they have freely scattered their gifts to the poor their righteousness endures forever now he who supplies seed to the sower and bread for food will also supply and increase your store of seed and will enlarge the harvest of your righteousness so here it is God is saying if you sow sparingly you reap sparingly But if you sow generously, you reap generously. And it also says they have freely scattered their gifts to the poor. And see, this goes back to what I was saying about. We're asking God for an abundance, but what are we willing to do with it? Do you want to just lock it up in a barn, in a storehouse and keep it for yourself? Or are you willing to release it to help advance the kingdom of God? To do the work of God in the earth? To help the poor? To help the church? To fund kingdom projects and 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 help to advance the kingdom of god to take new territory is that what you want or do you just want to be greedy and keep it all to yourself it says god will increase your store of seed so if you are willing to sow that ye shall reap so if you sow god continues to give you seed to sow I don't care if God gives you $10 today and he says, sow that $10, guess what? Tomorrow you can get it back because God provides seed to the sower. And in fact, I will tell you this, this week, I gave a few prophetic words to some people that came on my live on Facebook, two of them, they sow by faith. And I spoke immediate return over their seeds. Both of them got their seed back within the same day or the next day. I'm telling you that if you make the decision to be a sower, God will continue to provide seed. But see, we get into this logical mindset that says, well, I don't have enough to sow. But see, here's the thing. And we also get into this mindset that says, well, I don't know what they're gonna do with the money. How do I know I can trust that I'm sowing to someone who's going to do what they will with it? So here's the answer to that. You respond as the Holy Spirit instructs. So if the Holy Spirit leads you to sow, then you sow. I don't care what you think about that person or what they're going to do with it. It's not even about them. Because if it's a man or woman of God, God doesn't need you to provide for his people. God can do that all by himself. The law of sowing and reaping is actually a method that God has given us to sow into our prosperity, to release the abundance over our lives. It's not about what God needs from you. He doesn't need your help. He doesn't need your help. What he needs is your obedience. He doesn't need you to sow into his people, into his church. He can take care of that all by himself. Sowing and reaping is all about you. It's a setup for you to receive something. It's a setup for you to receive an increase. It's not about the person that you're sowing into. So we have got to shift our mindset in that regard. Because we're so busy holding on to the small stuff, the stuff that we need for our bills, the stuff that we need for groceries, the stuff that we need for gas, the stuff that we need for clothes. We're so busy holding on to that stuff. And God is saying, if you release what you're using to purchase those things, I will provide them for you. And then what you're using to purchase those things, you can now apply to the law of sowing and reaping so that you can receive supernatural provision and increase and overflow and abundance. So as I was preparing this lesson, I decided to look up a few definitions of provision. There was one definition that was a verb and it was a, an accounting term. It means to set aside an amount in an organization's account for a known liability so when I thought about this I thought about the fact that God has already set aside what you need he knows what he's liable for providing for your life it's already been set aside stop trying to move in your own power to provide and produce what you need it's already set aside according to your faith so watch this there is an account for your natural necessities right your food your clothing roof over your head you know maybe gas your utilities that kind of stuff right but then there's an account for your exceedingly abundantly beyond that is the account where you need to deposit faith see your provision account is a direct correlation of your faith account. So, Hebrews 11 1, and we've talked about this before, it says, faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. So, when you apply faith into your account, it becomes evidence that you have what you need to pay for your provision, your prosperity. Your overflow, your abundance, and your increase. So the more faith you have in your account, the more abundance you can receive. And I'll tell you why. Because God meets us where we are in our faith. If you have faith for financing, then that's how God is going to give it to you. So if you've been asking for a car or a house and you only have enough faith to believe that you can get it through financing... That's how God is going to bring it to you. But if you have more faith in your account, God can can send someone to give you a house. God can send someone to give you the full provision so that you can pay cash for that house or that car. It all depends on your faith account. How much do you have in your faith account? Do you have credit level faith or do you have cash level faith? Hebrews 11, six says, for without faith, it is impossible to please him. Faith is the currency of heaven. When you employ it, when you fill your faith account, it allows God to release a greater level of abundance and provision over your life because you are admonishing him to release it by saying, God, I believe you and I trust you. Because your posture towards God Is what pushes God and requires him to become who you believe that he is. So if you believe that he's a provider and he can bring you what you need through financing, then that's who he's going to be to you. If you believe that he's a provider and he can bring you what you need through cash, then that's what he's going to be to you. If you believe that you can receive full healing supernaturally, that's what he's gonna bring it to you. If you believe that you can receive healing after a surgery or medication or a treatment, then that's how he's gonna bring it to you. Your faith account is a direct correlation of your provision account. So, how do you make deposits into your faith account? Sowing and reaping. Each time you sow by faith, you make a deposit into your faith account that will yield interest, i.e. increase. Faith and obedience are two keys to supernatural provision. You see, your obedience to sow, but also to be a steward for the kingdom, sets you up to receive the supernatural provision. To create a storehouse for the kingdom, not just keep it to yourself. You see, because keeping it to yourself would also be an equivalent to burying talents. Burying your talents, which also highlights the fact that your seeds or what you sow are not always financial. Sometimes they're seeds of service. So, you know, as I was just talking about burying talents, God has given us all access to gifts. Your seed may be a seeding of your gift. There's an area where God may want you to serve a space, a territory that he wants to give you to help advance the kingdom. So your seed may be a seed of service. Your seed may be a seed of sacrifice. Maybe there's something that God is telling you to let go of so that you can receive something new. Or your seed may be a seed of faith. Maybe God has given you an instruction to sow into that thing by faith. I'll give you an example of that. God has had me go on very many faith crusades. I've gone to sign papers on a car that I did not have in hand the provision to get. I've staked claim on a home that God has said belongs to me. I went to the house and I prayed over it multiple times. Those are seeds of faith. So financial seeds, seeds of service, seeds of sacrifice and seeds of faith will reap your abundance and your harvest. So let's talk about what is available to you as a result of your sowing and your faith. You know, I've talked about this in multiple other episodes of the podcast in earlier seasons about Deuteronomy 28, and it's a covenant that God has made. It says, and I'm going to skip around to a few verses, I'll highlight a few. Starting at verse one, it says, if you fully obey the Lord your God and carefully follow his commands I give you today, the Lord your God will set you high above all the nations on earth. All these blessings will come on you and accompany you if you obey the Lord your God. You will be blessed in the city and blessed in the country. Verse 7 says the Lord will grant that the enemies who rise up against you will be defeated before you. They will come at you from one direction but flee from you in seven. Verse 9 says, the Lord will establish you as his holy people as he promised you on oath. If you keep the commands of the Lord your God and walk in obedience to him, then all the peoples on earth will see that you are called by the name of the Lord and they will fear you. The Lord will grant you abundant prosperity in the fruit of your womb, the young of your livestock and the crops of your ground. In the land he swore to your ancestors. The Lord will open the heavens, the storehouse of his bounty, to send rain on your land in season and to bless all the works of your hands. You will lend to many nations but will borrow from none. The Lord will make you the head, not the tail. If you pay attention to the commands of the Lord your God, that I give you this day and carefully follow them, you will always be at the top, never at the bottom. So here it is, God is giving us an outline, a covenant of what he's willing to release for us if we fully obey. So I'm here to tell you that there is more for you. There is more for your life. There is more in your purpose. There is more in this, in your storehouse that you have yet to tap into. Now it's time to make a decision to operate in faith and obedience, to free yourself from the slavery mindset that says, all I got to do is figure out how in the world we're going to pay these bills. And God is saying, I've already figured that out. That's not what I need you to focus on. But see, we've we've allowed the world to deafen the voice of God for us. Here it is. The Holy Spirit is attempting to give instruction. Follow what God is showing you. Follow what God is saying in regard to supernatural provision, abundance, overflow, increase. Stop focusing on your day-to-day needs. Those are things that are already provided. Expect God to do that for you. It's the other things that you need to begin to war for, to begin to sow into, to begin to pray over, to begin to have faith for. It's the other things. It's the other things. So, the word for you today is shift your mindset. Trust God in a new way that He is providing your every need, every single one. He knows what you need more than you know what you need. Receive it now in a new way so that you may see the abundance and the overflow and the prosperity that God has for your life. Sow it so that you may reap. Believe it so that you may see. Well, that wraps our session for today. I just want to thank you for taking the time to tune in I'm so humbled and grateful for the privilege of being used as a vessel by God, and I pray that you have been blessed by the content of this podcast. If you have questions or comments about today's session, please leave a voice recording on the podcast page and I will respond to you. You can also email me at warinthespirit12 at gmail.com. If you are led, you can sow into the ministry at Cash App, Dollar Sign, Collective Live, And you can find the ministry on Facebook at Collective Live Worship. Remember, you are a spiritual warrior with God-given power and authority. Walk in it. I'm praying for your breakthrough increase in abundance. Have a spirit-filled week and tune in next Wednesday. Love you all. Be blessed.